This interview is brought to you by our friends at 78 Sports. As coaches, all we really want to do is coach. We don't want to waste time searching around with a bunch of different companies trying to order new equipment, get our fields ready, or make sure our facilities are fully stocked. That's just too big of a hassle and takes way too long. That's where 78 Sports comes in. Whether it's replacing L-screens, putting in new batting cages, or even designing a new indoor facility, 78 Sports has you covered. They are a full-service design, supply, and installation company, so you only need to make one call. As an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners, 78 Sports is offering special pricing on your order when you mention Ahead of the Curve. Give them a call today at 844-478-TURF to get your order started. You can also check them out on their website at www.78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number 8, sports.com. What's up and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is your host, Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is powered by Stick and Ball TV, the baseball and softball streaming platform. If you're a coach and you're looking to get better, then Stick and Ball is just for you. With weekly updated videos from some of the best baseball and softball coaches in the country, it's a no-brainer. Check them out at stickandball.tv or on the Stick and Ball TV mobile app. On today's show, we have part two with Jason Thompson from Brennan High School. And we go over preseason through playoffs, which includes practice plans, team defense and offense, and his process on getting his team ready to make a run through playoffs. Here is Jason Thompson. For the listeners who aren't in Texas or the surrounding areas, Texas baseball literally goes from January 20th. I mean, it's essentially all year long, but you have them as long as you want, January 20th, 21st, until playoffs are over in the middle of June. And so you've, you've got to be really strategic and, uh, you've, especially, you know, considering yourself and wanting to have a long playoff run, you've got to consider all of these things. And so tell us a little bit about just, so we, we talked about arms and getting them ready. So you got 30 pitches for first practice, but you know, by the time you get to, which is what you guys call tournament season, you'll have three weeks to start unless it's changed, uh, to start the year. Um, and then you've got scrimmages before then, but just from, if we're going to flip it to the offensive side or just from, from the overall team side, when do you start to transition from that off season, uh, period, you're wanting to build a motor and, uh, and that, you know, meaning throwing and hitting harder. Uh, and so when, what does it look like whenever you start to transition to, okay, now we've got to go over button defense and all the things that we need to know, uh, just, you know, to help win baseball games. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's something that, that, that I've really changed on over the years. And, and, I, you know, I'd love to be able to tell you it was, you know, X number of years ago. Um, but, but I think, you know, as with most of us, it's, you know, your, your philosophies are just kind of an evolution. Um, I am I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be real honest and, and I'm going to tell you since, um, you know, since I showed up at Brennan, you know, whatever, I guess end of May last year, first of June, somewhere in there, um, we, we have not, um, we, we have not worked on defense one time. Um, and, and I know, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my buddies out there that I may, you know, I may get a text and hear about that, but, um, you know, I, my thinking on it uh, may, may be a little bit different. Um, Jonathan, you know, I, I know, 
I, I grew up, my, you know, my dad was a high school baseball coach for 36 years. And, and we, you know, we have this conversation all the time, but I, I grew up in that era of, you know, pitching in defense, pitching in defense, pitching in defense. And, um, you know, I, I think, I, I think as, as I have, um, as I have grown as a coach, I, I, I think quite honestly, my, my mind has gone the other way. Um, I, I, I talk about that, that round three and that's, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of where we are all the time that that's, you know, that that's the benchmark for us. Um, in, in round three of the playoffs, um, my, my belief, uh, and, and again, this is just me, it doesn't make it right, but my belief, um, is that if, if we're in round three of the playoffs, we're, we're going to be able to play defense. We're going to be able to catch it and throw it. If, if we can't do that, we're not going to be there. Um, I also think if we're in round three of the playoffs, then we're, we're going to have one, um, it, at least pretty close to dominant pitcher, if not truly dominant. Um, and, and we're going to have a, another one that's pretty good. And then some strike throwers behind those two. Um, but here's the thing that other team is, is going to be able to catch it and throw it as well. Um, and, and they're, they're going to have a donkey on the mound too. Um, and so I, I just truly don't feel like the, the defensive part or the pitching part at that point is a separator. Um, I, I think the biggest separator, in my opinion, at that point is the offense. Um, it, it's not, um, it's not, you know, my guy throwing 87 and, and your guy throwing 89. I don't see a big difference there. It's, um, it, it's whose offense can generate runs off of that other pitching staff and off that other defense that's pretty good. Couple with it the fact uh, that, that now so many high school baseball games are being played on turf, so defense is even better. Um, you know, I, I just think run production is so important. I say all that to say, um, you know, when, when will we take our first round of mass fungo? Um, it, it will be the first day of, of after school practice. Um, we will, uh, we will continue to focus on, uh, on the strength aspect. We'll continue to focus on the offensive aspect. Um, and, and then continue to transition into getting our, our pitchers and our arms ready to go. Um, but, but the, the defensive part really takes a back seat for us. Um, we will, uh, we'll, we'll teach our, you know, our bunt coverage, our, um, our first and thirds, you know, those, those types of, of things that everybody has, um, we'll, we'll get that stuff in, uh, when we start practicing after school. And the reality, Jonathan, is, is that that's going to put us behind um, going through the scrimmages. Um, it's going to put us behind through, you know, what, what you call tournament season, those first two or three weeks. And, um, and, and the truth is, in, in the, the district that we're in now, our, our first regular season game is a district game um, because our, our district is so big. It's, um, you know, it's a 10-team district. Um, and so that admittedly puts us a little bit behind early in the season. But um, again, our, our philosophy is, is, is we're not, you know, we're not trying to win a scrimmage. We're not, we're not trying to win, um, the first game of the year and that be the pinnacle of the season. We're, we're trying to win in round three. Um, and so, uh, if, if we've got to be a little slower at the beginning, if, if we've got to be a little bit behind other teams, um, defensively in the beginning, then so be it. We, we feel like we're going to make up that ground, um, early on with our offense and then we feel like we'll make up that ground as we progress through the season and, and as, as we teach our, you know, teach our systems um, and get more reps in. That's awesome. I love that. And so I, you know, uh, building on the fact that you're talking about preparing your team for uh, week three of the playoffs, 
talk about how you were going about training your hitters to be able to handle those situations. You put a huge emphasis on it. And we talked about building the engine this fall and the, the, the different things that you guys are measuring. Uh, what is that transition like? Does it change whenever you start practicing after school? Does the focus change? And how are you creating uh, extra runs? Yeah, it's it's a tremendous question. You know, I, I think, and, and and I didn't, you know, by no means did I come up with this, but you know, I, I think there is a there is a huge difference between uh, between working on your swing and working on hitting. Um, you know, and um, our our again, I, you know, I'll, I'm not ashamed to tell you right now, the, the majority of our focus, or at least early on, the majority of our focus is, is, is we're trying to work on a swing. Um, we're, we're trying to build a swing because I, I, I truly believe that's, that's the first step. Um, and so we, we are going to, uh, we're going to use every implement that we have at our disposable. Um, we're going to use every environment that we can um, you know, whether that's T or soft toss or front toss or, you know, angled or in the cage or whether that's, um, you know, utilizing a machine or front toss or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but the, but the goal is to create as many different feels as we can for our hitters and to continuously change the environment. And as we're changing the environment, continue to push them to be able to swing as hard as they can swing and to hit the ball as hard as they can hit it. And if, if we can train them to do that, if we can train the swing through those different environments to do those, uh, those two things, swing fast and hit the ball hard, then we feel like as we start to transition into the season and we start to transition into things like, um, you know, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we, we, um, start to bring in our uh, strike zone recognition into that. So, you know, now not only, you know, not only are we measuring your bat speed and your exit velocity, but now, um, you know, we're, we're having you, after you hit the ball, we're having you call out a pitch location. Um, and so we start to phase those things in. And then as we, you know, we continue to build and continue to build when, once we get to the season, now it's not so much about the swing anymore. Now we're, now we're working on being able to hit um, you know, we're, we're working on being able to, you know, to tell the difference between, you know, the breaking ball that comes out of the hand flat, that's going to, you know, that's going to be under the zone or, or the breaking ball that pops up out of the hand that, you know, that's going to be hittable, um, for example. Um, and, and we feel like, um, we, we feel like if, if we can teach intent now that that will transfer over, um, to the hitting piece in the season. Um, we, we know, um, it, admittedly, we know that, that we're, you know, we're going to strike out a little bit more than, um, you know, than maybe what some teams like to, um, I, I mean, to be honest, more than I want to, um, but, but we also feel like if, if we go back and, and we look at, and we look at our data again, just, just my team's data over the last, you know, eight or 10 years, um, our, our years where our OPS has been the highest, um, we win more games. And so, you know, if, if that's, if, if those are facts, then we've got to create a swing um, or a hitting plan that leans itself to those facts and, and to that style of play. And so we've got to create an off season that, that lends itself to, um, you know, to creating that swing and, and creating that, you know, those environments where those kids, where those kids can build that into, um, into what they do and into our season. So I know that's, uh, that's kind of all over the place right there a little bit, but, um, but that's how we try to do it. 
I love it. So let's, if you don't mind, uh, can you dig into, you know, you're, you're, you've given us some, some of the diff- different outlines, but uh, what are the players, like, what are some drills that your players love to do? Uh, it could, and we could stick with the, with the offensive part, but you, but I'm curious about uh, you talking about, you know, strike zone recognition and where it's at in the strike zone. So let's, let's just empty the bag of drills that your players like uh, just staples in your program, things that you know that we can steal from you that you've probably stolen from from other people, but you've made your own. And I, I'd love to hear more about that. Well, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I have I, I don't think I have anything that that is my own. Uh, I, I think I've stolen everything and, you know, just I think been really fortunate to, you know, to grow up in a coaching family and and then, you know, just to know a lot of really good guys and, and be able to take from them. Um, but, but to that question about, you know, what, what do our kids like? Um, I, I think it, it starts with two things. I, I, th- I think our kids love, um, again, regardless of the program that we've been in over the years, um, I, I think our, our kids love anything competition driven. Um, and I think our kids love anything where, we truly measure what they're doing. Um, you know, our, our guys, when they come to us, um, you know, they, they know, uh, you know, they know we're going to measure, you know, we're going to measure bat speed and um, they know that we're going to track that and we can go back to workout number one of the summer um, and they can see where they were and they can see where they, where they are today and they can see how that correlates. So, you know, it's the same in the weight room. It's the same with exit velocity. It will eventually be the same with arm velocity. Um, our, our kids love that. Um, I, I think anytime, um, I think anytime that we can challenge them, um, you know, again, just, you know, those, those different implements, you know, we love, um, you know, we love the axe trainers um, that, that have become really, really popular um, before those came out. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, I remember making our own, I remember, you know, taking an old bat and, you know, putting, uh, you know, putting tape around the top, just athletic tape around the top to make it barrel heavy. And I remember, um, you know, taking a, a pull noodle and cutting it open and, you know, putting a Ziploc bag full of pennies down around the knob and duct taping it on to make it, you know, to make it, um, barrel weighted. And, you know, we just, we, we just found ways to put different implements in guys' hands and, and they, you know, typically they, they love that. Um, you know, there, there's a, a product out there out of, out of California called a, you know, called sludge bats, um, that our, our guys, I, I think both hate and love, um, because it's a, you know, I mean, it's, it's a tough tool, um, to, you know, to swing with, but, um, man, when they, when they figure it out, they, they absolutely love it. Um, you know, once we get in season, turning it into a, a more of a team competitive environment, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned, you know, 75 innings of inner squad or scrimmage is, is the, you know, that's the minimum for us. Um, and you know, our, our guys, our guys love to, they love to inner squad. Like I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure pretty much everybody's do, um, you know, we'll, we'll try to do some things, um, you know, inside of that where, you know, we'll, we'll try to do it with, you know, with, with some accelerated tempo. Um, you know, we, we have a one version of a inner squad that we do where, um, you know, we, got a screen behind the, you know, behind the mound for, for safety, obviously. But, um, you know, we've got, we've got three pitchers that are, that are lined up and, you know, the count on the batter starts at one, one and the first pitcher comes and, you know, he's going to throw a pitch and then, you know, whatever the result is, um, you know, he's out of there ASAP and the next pitcher's in there. And if, you know, if the first pitcher threw a ball, then the second pitcher's coming in at two, one, um, you know, and, and we just, we rotate every pitch and, you know, our, our guys seem to like that. 
um, you know, we, we've got a, a team drill. Um, we've got a team drill that, that again, totally not mine. And I wish I could tell you where I got it from, but, um, you know, where we do a, a, you know, essentially a coach pitched batting practice segment, um, you know, where there's, where there's six infielders out there and, and each guy has a, you know, kind of a different thing that he's doing, but, but it's all on the stopwatch. Um, you know, and then outfielders have things that they're doing. So I, I think anything like that, um, I, I think anything like that, our, our guys gravitate to, I, but I, I, but I think that's people in general. I think, you know, I think people are, are competition driven. I think, uh, I think people, whether they know it or not, are data driven, you know, we, we want to know that we're improving. Um, and, and if we are improving, we want to know why, and if we're not, we want to know why. Um, and so, you know, just trying to create those environments for our guys, um, is, is really paramount for us. And then, you know, I, I, and then I think, a you know, kind of a, maybe a, a little bit of a caveat off of that is, um, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in, in the fact that, that we, we take feedback from our guys. Um, you know, we, we let them ask questions. We let them suggest things. It doesn't, that doesn't mean that we have to do it necessarily, but, um, and every once in a while, our, our guys will come up with, um, with an amazing idea. Um, you know, I can, I can remember, and, and I wish I could tell you the year, but, um, I can remember back at, uh, when I was at Brazosport high school, which is in the Houston area. Um, I remember we were just, you know, we were kind of dragging a little bit. And, um, I, I remember one of our guys coming up and, and just saying, you know, coach, man, I, I just, I think everybody's tired. Um, you know, and, and Jonathan, I didn't realize it at the time, but man, I, 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 I had really pushed too hard. Um, and, and I know that, you know, maybe that doesn't sound real, you know, real coach like to say, you know, we're just you know supposed to drive, drive, drive. But, um, you know, the, the reality is that, you know, that, that mental piece, I wasn't taken care of. Um, and, and so one of the things that, that we implemented is, you know, we, we play a district ball game on Tuesday night. Well, um, you know, we, we're going to take Wednesday off. Uh, win or lose, play, play well, play poorly, whatever it is, we're going to take, you know, we're going to take Wednesday off. And, and we've, you know, we've had that in place for gosh, I guess over a decade now. And, and, and I truly feel, um, I, I truly feel like that's, that's one of the best things that, that we have ever implemented inside of our program. I, I think, I think our kids are healthier, um, both physically and mentally. Um, again, we talked about, you know, talked about tying the parents in, um, I, I think our families appreciate it because it gives them a night to go have dinner together or, you know, if, if kids struggling in math to schedule a tutor or, um, you know, whatever it is that, that they want to do, you know, a doctor's appointment, whatever. Um, but, but it gives them a chance to do that. And then, you know, and then our guys come back to us fresh the next day and, and we're ready to roll. Um, and, and that was, you know, that was entirely player driven, uh, um, at least originally. So. Um, yeah. And all those things I think have, have been really good for us. That's awesome. And you mentioned in the off season that you guys did the player questionnaire. Uh, and I thought, I think that that's a really good idea to even do in season for uh, the coaches listening, uh, just energy levels, you know, and, and I, I think we look at it uh, and, you know, if I, I think about this sometimes too, it's, it's, if I'm tired, then I know that the players are tired because I'm, uh, I'm not working half as hard as, as they are. Uh, so th that's a great transition to uh, the playoff uh, area or time period. And so you, you've got you're keeping all of those things in mind, getting your, your team ready to go. And I've never experienced this as a head coach, but you hear the, the cliche of we scale back uh, to make sure that our guys are ready for playoffs. But 
I would love to hear your thought process on what do you scale back on to make sure that they are fresh and ready to go uh, through the playoffs? Because again, uh, your playoff season might be a month and a half long. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a grind for sure. Um, there, there's no question about it. And and you know uh, the uh, the the best the best example I can give. And and again, uh, you know, Jonathan, I, I say this. You know, I I I didn't have a whole lot to do with it, man. Um, but you know, we we had a great team and some great coaches. But in in 2016, um, you know, we we did that. We you know we obviously, you know, started practice on the first day of the season and, and we played the last game of the season and, you know, in Round Rock at the state tournament. Um, and and I, I think I learned a lot there. I think I did, you know, I think, you know, hopefully I did some good things, but I, I know I did some things wrong there. And if I could do it, you know, if I could do it over again, we'd do a little different. Um, I, I say that, you know, I say that to say this. Um, I, I remember the uh, I remember the week of the the state tournament I adjusted our, our practice plan. We were, you know, we were out of school um, and I adjusted our practice plan just a little bit. And, um, you know, I remember that, you know, given, given guys the day off, uh, like I mentioned a while ago had um, that, that had kind of been a staple and, and we had, you know, we had tried through the playoffs um, to, to continue to give guys, you know, maybe it was a Monday or, you know, or whatever the case may be through the playoffs, give them that day. Um, and I remember that week I didn't, um, you know, and, and, uh, we, you know, we played, uh, we played a great college station team in the, in the semifinals, um, and, and probably played one of our most complete games of the year. We win, um, and, and we go and we play grapevine in the, uh, uh, in the championship game, um, and, and just, just didn't play well. Um, and, and it's, it's really one of those things, um, man, I, I, I wish I could go back and, and do the week a little bit different because I, I, I think, I think my guys were just spent. Um, you know, I think, I, I think I pushed so hard that week that, that I, I don't know that I put them in the best position to win. Um, so I, I, to answer your question, I, I preface it with that story to say this, um, I, I have really tried to, to evolve to a point where when, when we get to the playoffs, we're, we're not doing a whole lot different. Um, I, I don't want my guys to feel like the environment has really changed at all. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, you, you talk about scaling back and, and, and absolutely, you know, in, instead of a, you know, instead of that, you know, two and a half or three hour practice that you might have, um, you know, right at the beginning of the season or that two hour practice you might have in the middle of the season, you know, maybe we try to get it done in, you know, in 90 minutes or, or whatever the case may be, but, you know, I, I want I want my guys to you know I want my guys week one of the playoffs to know that uh, you know here's going to be your day off this week. This is when you know this is when you schedule your you know your your personal things that you do. Here's what we're going to do on you know Tuesday, for example. Um, you know, here's the next day. Here's the next day, and so on, and and just treat it like another week. Um, and that's that's really I think one of the benefits of sitting down at the end of every season when when we get ready to to close the book on the previous year and start looking ahead to the next season of of starting at round three um and i, I you know I, I apologize for beating that to death but it, it's it's just what we believe in and if if we do that um and and we and we truly calendar backwards then when we get to round one when we get to round two when we get to round three um, our, our guys know exactly what's coming. They know exactly what to expect. Um, and, and as, and as calm and normal as we can make things for those guys, I think the better, um, 
because with with our season, with the Texas high school baseball season, and and you know, I, I assume in, in a lot of the other states, you know, not not only are you are you dealing with everything that goes into the playoffs and the bigger crowds and the bigger stadiums, but it's also um, it's also the end of the school year. Um, and so you've got, you know, you've got graduation coming up and you've got families coming in. Um, you know, you've got families that, you know, that, that are, that are looking at vacations down the road. You've got, you know, little brothers and sisters who are, um, you know, going from elementary school to junior high. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's just so much going on for our families that if, if we can, you know, if we can just normalize things as much as possible, then, then I think that puts our guys in a better state. And so, um, you know, I, I guess that would be kind of how we how we scale back. But, you know, but in reality, I, I don't know that we're really scaling back. I think it's just a continuation of what we've done all year. No doubt. Well, I love hearing that. And and that really that is a very, you know, macro look at, at an entire year uh, with you as a head coach. And I, and I love hearing that. And so I, I want to end uh, with with this question. And it's it's a new question because I'm trying to figure out really had a word, uh, a really powerful question at the end to let you kind of sign off. But if you had to, I'll call this the legacy question and we'll see if it gets any traction. But I guess the question is, if you could, if you want to pass on something to the next generation, whether that's a resource or advice or something that you learned and you, you really want to let the younger coaches out there hear this, what comes to mind? Yeah. Uh- and it's a phenomenal question. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I could go back. I wish you could, you know, I wish you would ask the the 23 year old me that question. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I think maybe I would have been a lot better, but, um, you know, I, I, I think it's this, I, I think in, in education and, and at the end of the day, you know, as coaches, that's, that's what we're in. Um, I, I think in, in education, our, our job is, is to make sure that we, we put the kid first, um, and, and I know that, you know, again, there, there's nothing, there's nothing new or revolutionary there, but, um, my, I, I guess my, my thought on it would be in, you know, in athletics, um, you, you have to make sure that, that you, you coach the, the kid first and the sports second. Um, and I know early on in my career, I, I don't, I don't think I did a great job of that. I think, you know, I, I think I was, um, I think I was all baseball all the time, you know, pedal down, let's go. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to win. Um, I, I wanted to win really badly. And of course, you know, of course I wanted our, you know, our team to be successful, but if, if I had to be totally honest, I, you know, I, I probably wanted our team to be successful so I could be successful. Um, and, and that's just, that, that's, that's not it. That's what it's about. And so as, you know, as I, as I think back 20 years, man, I, I think, um, you know, wow, what a, you know, what a disservice, um, you know, to, to those, you know, those first groups of kids that, that I had. Um, and so I think if, you know, if, if we keep that in mind that you're, you're coaching the kid, you're coaching the individual, the person first, and then the sport second. And then I think, you, you know, um, for, for those guys that are, that are classroom teachers too, I think it's, it's the same thing there, right? Like, you know, you, you, you teach your, you teach the kid first, you teach your subject second. Um, and, and I, I think if you, if you do that, at least for me, it, it helps, you know, it helps keep everything in perspective. And then, um, you know, and then if, if I could twist off that for a, for a sec, I, I think the, you know, maybe the, the one B to that would be, um, you know, as a, as a, as a coach, as a head coach, I, I think there's, there's a difference between coaching your team and coaching a program. 
And I, and I think, you know, for, for those guys that are, that are maybe taking their first head coaching job, I, I would, you know, I, I would really encourage them to, to look at that. Um, and, and again, what I mean, you know, early on, the, you know, those, those first few years that I coached, um, I, I don't know that I had a whole lot to do with, you know, with my JV, um, you know, my freshman team or, or whatever it was at the time. Um, you know, I was purely focused on, on those varsity guys and, and those guys that were going to help us win. Um, you know, and, and that, that to me is, is focusing on the team. I, I think, I think now, um, as, as I've evolved as a, as a person and a coach, I, I think, um, you know, I, I talked earlier about that, you know, feeling like my, my assistants need to do 60 to 80% of the coaching. Well, um, that, that's because my, my job, my job is to guide the program, um, you know, not, not just, not just a team. And so I, I think, um, you know, I, I know guys that, that do it the other way, um, and, and that's okay. Um, if, if it works for them, then, then good for them. Um, but, but I think as a, as maybe as a young coach, that that's something you really gotta, you really gotta decide is, you know, are you, are you, are you there to coach your team? Or are you there to, to develop your program? Because there's, there's definitely a difference. Thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating or review wherever you are listening. I also wanted to remind you that you can find the video portion at the AOTC channel on stickandball.tv. Have a great week.